You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Worldwide Sports Radio presents Chalk Talk. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. To the Wednesday edition of Chalk Talk here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, I am indeed Renee Canales, no James Baccioni, no John Folks Fogarty, but there is an Evan Mazza sighting in the building today. Howdy. And our producer, Big Mike Rifkin, behind the board over there, behind the computer, on that side of the room, as you guys see him over there, far away from us. We don't want him anywhere near us right now, because he's Big Mike Rifkin, that's what he is. (laughs) Man. That that was... It you started. Sound, it started off pretty rough today. For you, us. You, you sound like my parents when it comes to my nephews because when we Facetime my nephews down in Maryland, yeah. one of my nephews gets totally scared. <laughs> He's like, "Who's that?" Where are your nephews live? Where are your nephews live in Maryland? Uh Columbia. Oh, they're in Columbia. Yeah, I'm from cool. Columbia. Hmm, are you? Yeah. Okay. Columbia. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> let's reel this back in. Um. But, yeah, it is Wednesday. It is May 22nd, 2019. Uh, we got a lot on the board today. We're almost in June. I know, June right? June yeah, unfortunately. Christmas, I want, I Christmas want June, will be here. I want What's June, wrong with June? I want June to go by so fast. So many birthdays, man. For you, for your family? You guys? Yeah. for yeah. Starts off with mine, then it goes down the road. I got my dad and my brother's birthday come up in the next couple of days. My dad's birthday is tomorrow. My brother's birthday is on Saturday. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. Mine is June 1st. Mm. Oh, your birthday's June first. Yeah, nice. We got to throw you a party. No, we don't. Surprise <laughs> party. <laughs> no, we, yeah, don't. we got to cover. We got cover. We'll cover the <laughs> whole studio in Red Bulls stuff. I'm actually going to a Red Bulls game that day. Oh, there oh, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we you got go. a karaoke machine too. <laughs> yes, because you heard yeah. me sing it before. <laughs> oh, you. I was uh, I was lining up in here, man. The yes, tunes, I gotta hear you sing. The yes. tunes on the TV were so- just they just haven't gone. I am down for karaoke. Let's nice do that. Casey and JoJo action there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, but yeah. Anyways, um, we have the Stanley Cup Finals matchup is set. Got the Boston Bruins going up against the St. Louis Blues, Boston, who eliminated the San Jose Sharks in six games last night, five to one. Uh, did you hear how there was a tornado warning yes, in St. Louis I and did. nobody flinched and they just sat there and watched the game, which is pretty awesome. Um, we had game four of the NBA Eastern Conference Finals between the Toronto Raptors and the Milwaukee Bucks. And surprising to most people, not to me, <laughs> the Toronto Raptors snatched game four and pretty – pretty, I gave him a I shot. Say it. I gave him a shot to win I Game get, Four. I I, I, g- I gave him. I I was. I sat here. When was it? Monday, I believe. Monday, Monday Tuesday. Yeah. I, I said. Monday, yeah. Do you give? I asked Guido. Do you give the Raptors? No, no. Did, didn't no. he say Bucks in five? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, after yeah, he, it's not gonna happen. No more. Even after Toronto won Game <clears> Three, he he Guido Guido thought series is over. I'm like, oh, yeah, no. they have a shot. Pretty Far, stunning fashion. They, it, it, it wasn't even close last night. It wasn't even close. I think they led by twenty at one point. Yeah. Did the Raptors so. That series is, is tied up at two two games apiece mm-hmm. going into game five. Big game five. Big game five, absolutely. Uh, we'll touch on that a little later on as well. Uh, but we got baseball to talk. I, w- I want to talk baseball to start the show. Talk baseball. Um, prim- first of all, the Mets. That's where I want to start off with because um, 
just the other day, Brody Van Wagenen was uh, talking to the media and pretty much uh, said for the foreseeable future that Mickey Calloway is going to be the manager of the Mets going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know how long that foreseeable future is, but um, something tells me it'll be um, after the West Coast swing that they take to, uh, uh, obviously, the West Coast. They go to uh, L.A. LA, LA and Arizona. The Dodgers, the po- yeah, the Diamondbacks. Uh, so after that, I think, is the next time that they will be evaluating the situation when it comes to the New York Mets. But after that press conference that he had with the media, the Mets have won two in a row. Big one. Big. No, 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 no. As much as you're, well, no, well, it's I'm very happy they, They've won it's two games. Very, very important because oh, of course it is. the way this team has sort of they could have rallied. Hit rock bottom. Yeah, mm-hmm. the way this team sort of rallied. I mean, it's only been two days, but the way they've rallied around Mickey Calloway and mm-hmm. and, and what's been going on the last few days with all the rumors of Mickey being on the hot seat. Yeah, they beat the Nationals two games in a row. I know the Nationals are a very bad team right now. No, but they own the Mets at City Field. Yeah. No, I understand, but they yeah. right, presently constituted. They are not a good team. No, no, no. But, but I'm saying for no, them psychologically, I, yes. the Nationals own them at oh, City yeah. Field. And I, it's just, and even last night's win. Last night, they, they it was very back and forth throughout the game. Uh, the Nationals took the Mets took the Nationals had the lead. Mets came back. Nationals took the lead. Mets came back. Oh yes. Pete Alonso hit Pete Alonso. What more can you say about that? It's only May twenty. It's only May twenty second. We're only two months into. He broke. This, he broke the record for uh, rookie, uh, met, rookie home met home runs before the All Star break. Yeah. And there's a, still a month left. Yeah, he is. What What else can we say about Pete Alonso? How big he, this guy has been the most important player on the team. He's twenty four years old. And, he's a rookie. And hey, listen, the the and, and we know we say this a lot. You know, especially with veterans. You know, as as the leader goes, the team goes. But Pete Alonso, and and I know a lot of people might not like. What I'm going to say, I, you guys might. Pete Alonso has click has quickly risen up to sort of that S-T-A-R. leader S. Oh yeah, leader S. Leadership, sure. You know, okay. st- uh, standard within the sure. Mets uh, clubhouse because man, th- this could alone has kept the Mets in games. He has brought them back. He's hit big home runs. He has been. He's. He. I. I. I felt this. I was thinking about it last night after he hit the home run after they won, and also again, Ahmed Rosario. Hits a chopper, hits a chopper ground ball to short, and he is running as hard as he can. Did I you, hope Robbie you, Cano was watching. Did, did you see the back page? I'm sure page? that's all we heard. Did you see the back page of, of the, the post, post? I think it yeah. was. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. They, they took a shot said, at Robbie Cano. Yeah, said, see what ha- said something like, see what happens when you hustle Robbie or yeah. something like that. Robbie but take I, notes or something Robbie like that. Robbie t- something like that. But you know what? Forget about the Cano thing. Just I think it's big for someone like Ahmed Rosario, who's, again, who's, you know, trying to trying to – Prove himself, and he gets a little chopper, and he just a little not ground e- ball, and he's just not even running as hard as he can to get a win. Not even for just Ahmed Rosario. Mm-hmm. That's huge for the Mets. Yeah, that is extremely huge for the Mets because if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for him, literally hustling down the line, mm-hmm. who knows how that game would have turned out? Yeah, I'm gonna go into extra innings. You go to extra innings. Your bullpen is. A shell of itself right now. Mm-hmm. Nothing good is coming out of anybody in that bullpen. Who knows what would have happened? Mm. You probably would have lost that game. Let's just be clear. Well, it, it would have been a battle of two. The really Nationals bad bullpen, bullpen is not good at all either. Yeah. Let's just start there. So, like you said, it would have been a, ba- a, a battle of of depleted bullpens. Mm-hmm. So and who knows who would have struck first? But but you bet boy, you oh boy, that would have been a very very tough, tough loss. Loss. Oh, of course, had that happened. Have. 
Well, if you look at the game last night as a whole, and I'll give Zach Wheeler a ton of credit because Zach Wheeler was good. He wasn't, you know, great by any means. But he gives up the two-run shot to Dozier. Yeah. I, you know, maybe Mickey pulls him before that. That's fine. But the resiliency of this club to find a way last night to because that Dozier home run in the seventh thing that could have been that how deflating that is. Yeah, that's a catastrophic home run if it was any other day. Yeah, mm. because Brian Dozier was zero for twenty six or twenty seven against the Mets recently. Right. And then you look, and then you look at the seventh inning, the bottom half of the seventh inning. The Mets respond. Mm. JD Davis, hits just a homer. Dingers Davis, yeah. man. JD Davis hits a three run <laughs> homer, and that you know, a pinch hit three run. Yeah, JD Davis has been. You know, I know, I know. Brody Van Wagen and Zach Wazirians have kind of been taken, have kind of been taking some hits lately. But JD Davis, Davis has is, been a pretty solid position. Keon Broxton was just an abomination of a signing. At it, this point. it was a trade. A trade. Sorry, trade yeah, a trade. Abomination from. of a trade. It, it really it was. was. A high risk. Well, yeah, but I mean, but that, it didn't work. It did not. I, work I mean, I out. said I, I felt before the trade. I'm like, just sign me Adam Jones and let's get this center field thing over with. And they just didn't. Adam or Jones, just play Adam Nimmo Jones. out in center, right? You no, know, I'd have no issues. I never, with I never that. understood why they didn't go out there and get Adam Jones. But having said that, yeah, but yeah, but JD Davis has been so big for them. And then Pete Alonso comes up with the game tying homer. And he is just—he is the rookie of the year right now in the National League. Oh, okay. that's just my opinion. That's, so. that's me. He's the National League rookie of the year. It's him he, or Chris Paddock. Him or Chris Pratt. Funny enough, Chris Paddock and Pete yeah. Alonso. I, I, I think Pete Alonso definitely deserves. Oh, we, all the I do credit too. In the world, those are just the, the two the best. Yes, yeah. but yeah, I mean the the story there though is the way the Mets have sort of rallied in these two games, and we said we were here the other day. We were saying how. Um, It'll be tough for the New York Mets, uh, especially with with um, with Mickey Calloway, yeah. if they if they lose three out of four games to this Nationals team. Oh, that's a tough pill to swallow. And I and I sat here. I mean, we sat here thinking the the, the way to go with that is you're better off firing Mickey Calloway after the Miami series, mm. right? If you if you really want to go down that road. The thing is, but, the, the reality is they should have fired Mickey. If the Mets front office didn't like Mickey Calloway, they should have fired him right away. If Brody Van Wagen didn't oh, does sure. like this out. Yeah, but, but after a year, you kind of want to – it was a year of just <laughs> – Things that went wrong. Things that – yeah, that, that's the best way to put it. But like uh, you're For kinda, a guy with who had no experience. But no, you're, you're 100% right, and I get it, but you're kind of wasting – my always opinion is this. If, you, if the front office does it – and the Brody Van Wagen, again, if, you, if, if, the, if the reports are out again, the reports are out after the Miami series, I think it was Jeff Passan or Mark Carrick of The Athletic. I forget which one that said – Brody wanted a new manager, but it was the owners that said no. It was the front office. So the, it, it, it's kind of the same thing with the Cavaliers and Ty Lue. It's the same thing with a lot of teams where, you know, if you do, if the front office doesn't like – and Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson just recently said, I want to fire Luke Walton. And Rob Plinka said no. And, the, and, everyone, and Rob Plinka's like, no. So – and Jeannie Buss said no. If you don't – if the front office and the guys who are supposed to run the operations and supposed to run what's going on on the field – can't have that. Can't have that yeah, operation. Yeah, but you see, th- th- there's a difference though with, with those coaches. They were given more than just one year to, to do. Yeah, things. but you also have to be comfortable. You also have to be comfortable who you that's, have. That's fine. You know, that's which is why. Which is why going into this year, you 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 had him on somewhat of a short leash. You're not just going to fire him after one year. As as bad as a year as it was for the Mets with the whole batting out of order, mm-hmm. the whole you know misuse of the bullpen. 
You know, there were other there were other factors in that too, mm-hmm. which led the Mets to have such such a bad year as they did. The mm-hmm. second half of the season, they were much better. You 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 can't forget about that. No, yeah. they, they got off to an eleven and one, eleven and two start last oh, yeah. year. You yeah. can't forget about that either. So I mean, kind of five and twenty one June. Yeah, no, that's fine. That that's absolutely fine. And you five know what? 21. It happens. But you have to give them more than just more than just that one year, which is why I agreed with them having him on the short leash mm-hmm. to start the year. But if you really wanted to make a statement for this team, the moment to let him go was after that Miami series. Mm-hmm. You get swept by the Miami Marlins, That's who hadn't swept anybody since 2017. Shut out twice. That's in the last embarrassing. Two years. That's very embarrassing. And yeah. as an organization, like the New York Mets, who pride themselves on trying to become a better organization, to be the better team in New York, to be better than the Yankees. That is an embarrassment. Oh, they try to be a good organization. It just it doesn't work. <laughs> it just for them. Doesn't work. Wild no, things happen. That's what I'm saying. Weird wild as, things as an, happen. As an organization that tries to do better, they end up shooting themselves in the foot, and look at where they are now. I think I, I think that if they need they needed to if they would have lost three out of four to Washington, I think they would have given them at least this last homestead. If they would have lost three out of four to Washington, and then lose two out of three to Detroit. That's oh, when oh, they count. Oh, oh listen, believe me, believe me. Had they lost three in a row to uh, three out of four to Washington? But you know what? I think it's that still, would have been a tough pill to swallow, you, and, and and they would have had to make a serious change at that point. But you know what? They could still lose these next five to Washington, Detroit, and he still get fired. I st- I believe that. If he, I don't they, think they lose the next five though. Yeah, I don't think but, they lose. The next hey, five. hey, Scherzer not goes the, tonight. Not, hey, yeah. one game, De, one game De, at a time. Degrom so. goes tonight also. So yeah, but De, Jacob Degrom has to. Go, I'm sorry, Jacob Degrom has to go out tonight and pitch like Jacob Degrom. I I don't mean to be. I don't mean to sound. At, a little angry and upset because hey, it's one game and Degrom is De- and I and I said that Degrom was not going to be who he was last year, but Jacob Degrom can't go out tonight and give up seven runs. I don't see it. That happening. Marlins game was an abomination. That was ridiculous. Yeah, well, you know what? That's one he game. He can't go out. I, but, I know. Game. He, he had righted. That he had, just faced them too. He he, he righted the, he righted the ship from earlier in the season. Listen, he has. He, he can't. But he can't he, do that tonight. He no, can't. I understand that, but it's it it was one game. He had one bad game. He goes out. I agree. Clears his mind. He has a better start. I agree. Right? I hope so, he does. Hey, I listen, hope he does. Listen, I think, like I said, the next time the Mets probably evaluate Mickey Calloway's situation is probably after that West Coast trip. I'm telling you. Or they fly him out to L.A. and they do <sighs> what they did to Willie Randall. So I had disgusting. a friend of mine who joked about that. That's yeah. so just, disgusting. Just like, we got like a caller Jeff. on the line. Let's take his phone call right away. Jeff from Tampa. Jeff, how you doing today? I, it's a, just a beautiful day. You know, the sun is shining, the birds are chirping, everyone's happy. <laughs> it is It is a beautiful day up here as well. Very beautiful day. Uh, it's, I mean, I feel like I'm standing on the sun down here, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, man? Listen, I, I, man hey, let, what, let me ask you a question real quick before you get to your point. Are, are, are you content with the matchup of the St. Louis Blues against the Boston Bruins for the Stanley Cup final? You know, I, I was I was very much rooting for the Blues because I think they're a, a, a t- or I was very much rooting for the Blues because they're a, they're a very beatable team. But the the thing that really worries me about that matchup now is Jordan Bennington. Yeah, the kid's on fire right now. The kid is playing See, out of his uh, mind. You know, listen, you can be a really shitty hockey team, and everyone knows this. You can be the worst hockey team on the planet going into the playoffs. If you have a goalie that catches fire. Forget about it. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I 100 percent agree with you. But, so, I mean, that's the uh, that's the catch twenty two right now because I don't really see a ton from the Blues that like really worries me. I mean, there are a bunch of average hockey players that are playing well, getting bailed out by a terrific goalie. 
Let's see what happens. Game one is uh, Monday, Monday night. right? Correct? Monday yeah. night. Monday night. Yeah, no. I, I'm looking forward oh, to Stan- it, man. Stanley Cup playoffs. Stanley Cup versus Monday Night Raw. I wonder how Monday, I wonder how Monday Night Raw is going <laughs> to yeah, do. That's, not, that's, gonna oh, take such a, that's gonna take such a backseat to hockey so much better. <laughs> what do you got, Jeff? Listen, man. Every every Mets fan in the world was like, "Yeah, Wilson Ramos, Robbie Cano, these are great acquisitions." At what point is everyone just going to say what the Wilpons are doing? is not working. It's not. They need to go and get a star. What's keeping Jacob DeGrom from just saying, no, I'm not re-signing here. Every, everything that you do, everything that you go and get is garbage. Well, now he's re-signed. Yeah, so it does well, yeah, that, that's, well, again, The whole Robbie Cano situation, I think, the, the Robbie Cano situation, I think the Met fans sort of we're all right with that because of the fact that Edwin Diaz came along in that trade. Of course. I and think, every, I think and that's what made it that much more and that, let's that's not, what made it easier for them. Let's not let's not forget. Everybody said Wilson Ramos, the Mets just signed Wilson Ramos. The Mets just signed Wilson Ramos. I thought it was a good acquisition. I still think it's a good acquisition. I mean yeah. well, it's, 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 it hasn't worked out. Hasn't worked out. Other as than of yet. Pete Alonso, who's playing everything that they have they really made no concerted effort to put leaders and stars on that team. Let's face it, Robbie Cano is a failure of an acquisition. Well, I mean, two months, we're okay. two months into the season. I'm not going to call it a failure yet. What I will say, what I will say with, with what the Mets have done in the offseason prior to this uh, start of the regular season, the signing of Jerry Familia, complete abomination. Should have never happened. You had an opportunity to get Adam Ottavino, didn't happen. You had an opportunity to get Zach Britton, didn't happen. Craig Kimbrell was out there. Didn't happen. Craig Kimbrell still out there. Still out there. He's still <laughs> out there. Want, At this point, he would have signed with anybody. He's right there. They want At this point, he would have signed with everybody. But, no, you went out there. You signed the Jason Miller Island for Ducks three years, can sign Craig Kimbrell. Hashtag Long Island Ducks signed Craig Kimbrell. You know, as much you know, as, much as it, it's sort of painful to see that, it, it's true. You had the relievers out there to actually go out there and sign. Look at how Ottavito is pitching. Look at how Zach Renton's pitching. You got a Jerry's familiar who can't even get an out. My Not biggest a, problem is you're in New York. Stop acting like you're the Pittsburgh Pirates. Again, I, I hate and Pittsburgh's doing better. <laughs> well, that's the that the, dude. That's what the Wilpons have been doing. Well, I think there was that article. That's again, I forget who it was that said the Wilpons can have over 180 some million dollars of payroll, but they choose to have like what 125. Yes, yeah, something some on payroll. Oh uh, yeah, they're just, work, yeah, they're working with one twenty five, but in reality, they have like one hundred and seventy because of the insurance money that they're yeah, getting from Cespedes, Cespedes and David and Wright. David Wright. So, uh, but you know, again, they choose not to. Again, this is where I everyone blames. I likes to blame the GMs and the, and everyone else. Blame Sandy Olson. Blame Brody Van Wagen. Blame Omar Minaya. Blame this guy. Blame that guy. It all listen. We and we've all. It all comes up to the top. What upset? What what we confuses me the most is that these stories only come out when they're losing. Which is we always, never hear. Which is, yeah, no, but that's the thing because they lose so often that these stories actually come but out. But when they win, no one talks about this. Yeah, because when but they, they don't it, win they, that often. But no, but here's, here's, my, no, but here's my point. Here's my point. Here's my point. When, when though, they win? Jeff, here's my point. These stories should come out win or lose. That's my point. We need to hear about how bad this ownership is. Win or lose, no, because okay. this you ownership hear about, you is, hear is about awful. It. No, you hear about not it. when they win. When they win, everyone but puts Evan, in the back seat. Yeah, but no, 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 no. This, we need to hear about this whether, whether they win or they lose Evan, because no, no, no. they need to sell this team. No, the fans want to ignore it when they're winning because they could care less because the product on the field is winning. Everyone knows how bad the Wilpons are as an ownership group. Everyone knows. But I'm just saying, like, you hear all these stories come out all the time when they lose. Win but, or lose. I want to hear about That's every it. baseball team. That's any sport. I mean, I'm, I'm clearly missing your point, Evan, because other than the month of April last year, when haven't they been losing? My, no, no, no. My point is, 
when the Mets win, you never hear about the ownership problems. I want to hear about it even when they win. No, but you're not because gonna, it's so you're bad. Not, you're not going to bring that up because they actually won. They actually won a game. Why didn't we hear about it in 2015? Because the Mets went to the World Series. Why didn't we hear about it the year after that? Because they got to the wild card game. But, that, and that's but then after that, we hear about it that's because of the fact me. that they're not able to produce on what they have. They have Pete Alonso in there, who's absolutely raking right now. But why are we talking about how bad the Mets are? Why are we talking about the fact that Mickey Cowell is going to get fired? It's because the rest loser. of the people aren't producing. No, I know, but I just I need yeah, to but I need to hear nobody, about nobody's going to bring up the failures of an organization when 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 they're winning. They sh- but they should well, though because cr- the Wilpons cr- are awful. But how crazy are you going to sound by doing it? Oh, the Mets are win- the Mets just went on a ten game winning streak. They're in first place. They've taken complete control. But we're gonna we're not going to talk about that because the Wilpons are an abomination of an ownership. Like it doesn't it doesn't make sense to talk about that. I think, but I I see. I think we should. I think they should because yeah, well, the Wilpons the way the way I'll the Wilpons run this what, the way the Wilpons run this team I'll win t- or lose is pathetic. I t- I'll tell you and that's what, why Major League Baseball should step in, tell them to sell the, to sell well, the well, team. No, I t- it's I t- not gonna I t- happen. And they I tell, won't. I tell you what, man. I tell you what. Tell anyone to sell the team. No, no, hold on, Jeff, real quick. I tell you what, Evan. The losing has really gotten to you, bro. The losing has really gotten to you. If you think with that type of mindset, I'm sorry. That's bad. What mindset? The, the fact that you, when your team is winning, whenever your team wins, you want them to talk about yes. how bad the ownership is? Yes. What? I need to hear I it. Never, I've never heard I of, need to I've hear never all heard of that. I, I have I never it. heard of that. I need to hear these because I hear it all the time. I need to hear it, win or lose. I hear about it all the time, too. I'm a damn Knicks fan. I'm a Jets fan. I hear about this crap all the damn time. You don't think, you don't think when my team wins, I'm, I'm not going to celebrate it? Get the hell out of here. I'm not going to talk about how James Dolan is, 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 is awful as an owner of the New York Knicks. I'm not going to talk about how the Johnsons can't get anything right with the Jets. No, I'm going to talk about how... The quarterback led the team to a victory. I'm going to talk about how uh, whoever the hell the star player is for the Knicks co- going forward led them to a victory. I'm not going to talk about the ownership group. That's crazy. That's uh, yeah, that's, that's your, crazy. That's just what you. else you got, That's Jeff? you. But what, me? What else you got? I need to hear win or lose. No, I mean, I just think it's bananas that, like, BBW did nothing. There were guys out there. There was Machado. Dude, he could have gone and got Machado and Harper. Bryce Harper's been under the salary what's, cap this what's, year. What's Bryce Harper batting now? Oh God! Here we yeah, go. Yeah, I know, I know. Here We're not gonna get it. Yeah, you want to know what? That's. I, I mean, I get that he's struggling right now, but he's a terrific player, and you need players like oh, that in terrific. your lineup. You just do. I wouldn't say he's terrific. Not everyone okay. can have the ice horse on their team. <laughs> he's batting two. Bryce Harper's batting two twenty four. I'm not gonna go far and say they should sign the thirteen years, three hundred some million dollars to a two twenty four hitter who's batted two forty and two the last. Three but when years. he when but when I mean, he leads when he when he. Any effort for anybody. When he leads, Manny Machado, when, I'll give you. When he leads the Phillies to a World Series before the Mets even get to one, let's hear yeah. that conversation. Let's, let's, see, let's, see, let's, see him get, let's see him get past the first round of playoffs. Why, why, why do I have? Like why do I have to be like that? Because I need to get him out of his losing funk, man. Seriously, the dude's thinking like a. I'm not. I'm not calling you a loser, so don't get me wrong. But well, the guy's I, thinking I, like a loser. I, I agree with that point. But don't tell me the, the Phillies are going to win the World Series. Bryce Harper has got past the first round of the playoffs first. Let's see him get past the first round. Well, first. before that, the Eagles are going to win one. we got to stop <laughs> harping on this. The Phillies have a better shot than the Mets, too. <laughs> I'm not arguing that point. And the Mets have still gotten past the first round of the playoffs before Harper ever did. So, oops. But it, oh, I mean, my God. All right. It, it, j- thanks for the I phone. Mean, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty... 
pretty bad outlook on what? the whole thing. What? Yeah. They, they at least got past the first round one time yeah, I mean, in 2015. And Bryce Harper's entire Thank you for the, call. the phone call, Jeff, man. Thanks for calling. Good luck to your awesome. Bruins in the uh, Stanley Cup final. Thanks, all man. I appreciate it, Thanks, man. Jeff. Appreciate Where's it? the love, Jeff? I thought we had a good thing going. Mikey, I... You're a solid human being. You're wrong about the Mets. You're just wrong about the Mets. Dude, I've got to believe in something. Yeah, you got to believe. You got to believe. You got to believe in the losing. Listen, Evan, brother, we've done this this thing before with the whole Bryce Harper thing. It's not (laughs) just Bryce Harper. It's everybody else that needs to produce as well. No, but my point is you can sign Bryce Harper. No, I'm just saying you can sign. My point is you can sign Bryce Harper. I don't think it would help. My, the point is, though, this Mets team right now has been a disappointment, and it's it's right now for everybody. One, and I okay. just want, I'm happy that they won these last two years, but they need to keep winning. That's one, pretty much it. One more thing, uh, one more thing on the Bryce Harper, and then I'll let you go. The Phillies without Bryce Harper were not a playoff team, right? But they were they were at the 500 average mark. Team, they sure. were an average team. You add Bryce Harper to that, they become an above average. They didn't team. just add Bryce Harper though. I know they got Gene Segura, they got uh, uh, David Robertson, Andrew McCutcheon. Yeah, but Bryce Harper is the big-time signing. He and signed he there length- for 13 years. He lengthens out their lineup. I get that point. But again, though, he's batting two twenty four. Okay, no, I'm, not, I'm not going. For it. I'm just the, saying you're, the, you're looking pre- too much into the it's number. It's the presence. Yes, you're that, looking way too much into because the number. what he does for the line. I, I'm not a Bryce Harper fan. I can't stand the dude personally. I'm whatever about him. Remember, never, never really cared. He for him. makes fastballs come in for Reese Hoskins. Reese Hoskins now hitting fourth. Gets more pitches to see because of him. Gene Segura, who leads off, or McCutcheon, who's hitting second. They're going to get more pitches to hit because no one wants to go after Harper. Bryce Harper has struck out a million times this year, and he. I'm not arguing, but why are you harping on that? You're the guy's harping. I'm not harping. But I don't even care that it's not Bryce Harper. My thing was, and it's not even a big name. Or you know, you could have went the Dallas Keuchel route instead of. That having, I agree with. That having I to watch with. Jason Vargas. That it's, I agree with. You know, you had not a sec- two chances at Gio Gonzalez. Like I you agree didn't with. do it. Like I said, you had the relievers out there to actually go out there and you also bolster your I'm, bullpen, I'm, too. I'm not going to hate on the Familia deal just because you kind of knew what you were getting with Familia. Yeah, but the the, the amount of money you the gave money him. The money kills you. The, mo- the amount of money you gave him, you could have invested in someone else. But But – you could make that case for a lot of people. No, I am, no, yeah. no. We're on the same page there. Yeah, but you gave familiar. It just thir- looks bad now. You gave familiar thirty million over three years, right? Let's, yeah. let's just trade a Keon Brox into the Orioles for five hundred thousand dollars in national bonus pool money. Whatever, Keon Brox is go. not going to help him. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but what, what is it? the Orioles have given up a hundred home runs now in forty eight games? Yeah, or that's something? a major league record. From for for le- least amount of talk games about to the go. bad news bears of major league baseball. Well, we'll talk about. That series after the break, but okay. um, real quick, back to Familia before we go to break. Yes, the money is what kills you, right? Three years, $30 million. The Yankees got Adovino for three years, 27. But Adovino, I think, gave the Yankees a little bit of a discount. Couldn't you make Probably, that argument? I don't know. Was there, I mean, obviously, there was somewhat of a market for Adovino. Yeah. But. Three years, $27 million, and I get it. You're going to be playing with the Yankees, who are expected to be there in the conversation for American League East Division title, expected to be there in the ALCS, expected to be there in the World Series. Mm-hmm. But three years, $27 million, that's a steal. 
I'm pretty sure the Mets could have given him three years, $30 million, and he probably would have produced for them a lot better than Familia has. Oh, I'm not arguing that point. That, that, but, that to me, is what is, is a killer. The Keon Broxton trade, killer, because you're giving up minor league pieces, although we all know that minor leaguers aren't really anything until they come up to the big leagues and actually show something. Just sign right? Adam. Just sign Adam Jones. You're still sitting right there, and you and you let him go to a one-year deal with the Diamondbacks. Adam Jones sitting but, right there. Uh, although I will say this, Wallen Garris is having a pretty nice. He is having a nice. Start. He is, but you're just worried about. Well, he's injury. getting the playing time. You're just he's getting the playing time. He's getting the playing time, but you're just worried about injury. Wallen Garris. Yeah. Wallen Garris can is, can get injured, unfortunately, like that. That's that's the sad part about Garris. He's always been a talented player. He just unfortunately, uh, he just unfortunately can never be, be have enough luck to stay on the field. He just has to stay on the field. That's the thing with Wallen Garris. Oh yeah, I love him defensively. All his hustles too. Great yeah. defensively. Great defensively. Well, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to take a look at the American League team from New York. And the run that they are on. And it is Aaron Boone for manager of the year. Aaron Boone for manager of the year. Amazing what this team is doing, especially with all these injuries. We'll be back here on the on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Chalk Talk. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're listening to, to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh <laughs> good Mets, good, good, good start to the show with the Mets talk. Uh, got Evan pretty heated, even after the break. Like I told you guys during the break, I'm frustrated. I just, I told you guys during the break, I'm listen, frustrated. Listen, I'm frustrated. I'm just we frustrated. All, we we all this- root for frustrating teams. He roots for the damn Dolphins for crying out loud. Yeah, and his Dolphins will probably beat my Ravens in Week One. I'll be, I'll be laughing. Chosen Rosen, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, that's just it. Or like, Fitzy Magic, baby. Or Fitzy I, Magic. I, I think it's gonna be Rosen. You I think, think so? you. you I think it's gonna be Rosen too, Week One. I yeah, think I don't so think too. you acquire him with that. I think so. Oh, of course not. And Fitzy will be the guy that mentors. And we also root for the Knicks, so. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I root for Knicks, Nets. I root for both of them. I don't no, know. you can't I'm root for cat. both. You I'm, gotta, a cat. I'm a casual No, fan, no, so. no. You, you either you got to root for one or you root for the other. <laughs> you can't root for both, Evan. You can't. All right, Stephen A. Wow. You can't root for both? No. Blasphemous. It is blasphemous. It really is. But with that being said, let's take a look at the other New York team. And... They're going in opposite directions at this point, it seems like. What's opposite? There you go. I was confused with the hand motion. I was trying to do opposite directions. The New York Yankees are just on an absolute tear right now. Um, It it really is hard to put into words what this team is right now because nothing is stopping them. Nothing. They They are winning. They are hitting. They're hitting home runs. They're playing small ball. Their pitching isn't necessarily the greatest right now. Gary Sanchez has had a revitalized season. Gary Sanchez season. is having an absolute monster season. He's having a revitalized season. Luke Voigt season. is having a monster season. Uh, Glaber Torres is having a pretty good run right now as of late. He really likes playing the like Orioles. A, oh, so does Gary Sanchez. He has like a 500 batting average or something against the Yo, Orioles. Gary, Gary Sanchez on Monday ends the game with a three-run homer, right? Yeah. Begins the next day with a three-run homer in his next at-bat. You can't make that stuff up. You can't. Oh, uh, you you could. I mean, you, yeah, you'd you just could. be lying. You would be. Yeah, Gary but San- we're not lying here. Gary no. Sanchez so far this season is fifth in in, in the American League in, with home runs in thirteen, with thirteen homers. Uh, and this on. is with an injured yeah. list. In. He has only two doubles, but thirty-one hits, one triple, fourteen homers. He's driven in thirty RBIs, so only two doubles, but again, fourteen homers, thirty RBIs. And he's batting two sixty three. That's the biggest number. Two sixty three after batting a buck eighty six last year. 
So that's that's the big number. Like you said, that's the big number for 14 him. homers, 263 batting average, 30 RBIs. Incredible. It really is incredible. It is. He's picked up the slack where the other two guys haven't, you know, have been hurt. Yeah. And 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 not having obviously Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton, your two biggest power hitters at this point, is very very important for for the other guys to step up and produce. And you see the likes of Gio Urshela, who stepped in for Miguel Andujar, and look at around. how he's been playing. How about Clint Frazier? Clint Frazier with two home runs the other day. Yeah, incredible. He has nine on the season, I believe. And, and or the, eight on the season, excuse the me. The unfortunate thing for him is going to be when, when Judge Judge comes and, back. When Judge and Stanton come back. He's going to have to take a back seat. Well, I mean, it, not only a back seat, I mean, he becomes essentially fifth outfielder. Yeah, because Brett Gardner's still there. Yeah, unless Gardner's going to sit. Which I don't think they will do that in the sense of having Gardner be the fifth, uh, fifth option. I think Frazier would be that fifth option. But the way Frazier's been playing... Uh, that's gonna. Somebody's gonna have to make a tough decision there, and it's not us. It's not us. It's definitely Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone. Yeah, those are the guys that are gonna make Aaron a tough Boone decision. Aaron Boone has earned every. Yeah, I hope every Yankee fan now oh, no, sees that Aaron Boone is a pretty solid manager. Oh, what for, for now done, he is, but the moment what, they start losing again, they, they, they're gonna what, jump right back on the ship what? and say he and sucks. I, and, that, and you know what? I gotta, I gotta say it because I was really, really critical of the firing of still, still did not like, did not oh, agree Girardi with firing Judge Roddy and bringing in Aaron Boone from the broadcast booth. But and last year I kind of said, you know what? He was given a, you know, he was given a castle and just and said, hey, don't, you know, don't screw this up. He was given a castle. He kind of he kind of was, but this year when I looked at when you look at the injuries and stuff, and the fact that they're now thirty and seventeen and two games up on the Rays in first place in the division, here in May twenty here as May twenty second as we head to June, and a month away a month or so from the All Star break, he deserves I he deserves manager of the year right now. The he deserves well, manager there. It's phenomenal. probably him or Rocco Baldelli. Rocco Baldelli's in there, but I still give it Aaron Boone because Aaron Boone was, was given a lot of doubt this year. And I think he's I think he's done and, such a phenomenal and, job. And the way that the guy the, the, those guys have been incorporated, yeah. has also helped them out. Because I, you honestly, realistically speaking, if you started off the season right the way that the Yankees did, mm-hmm. and someone told you all of your major players are going to be on the injured list for the first month and a half of the season, you're going to be playing with a bunch of minor league replacement players. Mm-hmm. What's your record going to be? Not what it is, right? But not thirty and seventeen. You're probably looking more at, at along the lines of twenty five and twenty two. No, I, I'd go even less. I'd be honest with you. I'd go at the twenty wins. I think it, there, there would be a ten game difference in what this Yankees team is now, as opposed to realistically speaking, what that would be like. What about the love for Brian Cashman? Cashman's yeah. Cashman's I don't think he gets enough love. I yeah. don't think he does either. I don't think he that, gets that's enough love. my point. Look, look, just look at the signings that he's made. Even, even, even bringing up the people, right? Bringing up the minor leaguers. Just look at some of the signings he's had to make. Yeah, with these guys being hurt. DJ LeMahieu. DJ LeMahieu's playing well, but he was signed in the offseason. But no, I know. Cameron but Mabin. That was a little underrated. Cameron Mabin. Yeah, he's produced. Kendris Morales. He's come in and he's swinging the bat as well. He had that towering homer in his first at uh, his. Uh, I think first it was his second bat? game. Uh. With the Yankees, hits one into the third deck. Nobody ever hits it up there. Mm-hmm. Even go back to last year, Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt, out of nowhere, the Cardinals didn't want him. The Cardinals, they, the Cardinals just pretty much gave him, gave him to the Yankees, essentially for chasing Shreve. 
Look at what he's turned out to be. Luke Voigt is bad. They were chasing that one. Luke oh, Voigt yes. batted, what, 330 when he came in the Yankees last year after batting a, you know, 190 or something like that with the Cardinals? I mean, that's it really just, is incredible. That, that's an incredible transformation. It is. Gio Rochelle is playing well. Tyro Estrada is playing well whenever he gets called into action. Glaber Torres is playing well. I mean, boy, oh, boy. Domingo Herman. Outstanding. Domingo Herman went from one of the worst pitchers in baseball to now, like, one of the best. <laughs> I don't know about worst pitchers in baseball. He, he just wasn't as good as he, he is. He wasn't there. as good as they necessarily expected him to be in his first in his first game ever as a major leaguer. He went five I mean, no-hit innings at one point, you know? I mean, just look at what he's done this year. He's nine what, eight and one, nine and one nine this one year. Nine and one at 260 ERA. I mean, it's unbelievable what this guy's done. Masahiro Tanaka has had a pretty good season up until now. Let's yeah. see what what he is moving forward, especially after being hit with the ball on Sunday, on Saturday. Right, right, right. Who knows if he, you know. They say he's supposed he should, to be. He should be fine. It was yeah. just a shin contusion. But nowadays, with Ray Ramirez out there, we don't know what the <laughs> hell's happening. Um, CC Sabathia has done pretty well he's considering his, his, his situation. Mm-hmm. Right? James Paxson, he had a rough two, three starts to the season, put together some very, very nice outings and, after that. And you're getting, then he gets hurt. And you're getting Didi back soon coming Didi's up. Didi's playing in extended spring training games. Yeah. Giancarlo Stan is playing in extended spring training games. Those guys look like they're coming back at some point, maybe uh, here in June. Dallin Batances is throwing 90 to 110 feet at this point, not throwing off of a mound yet, but he's throwing on flat ground. He says he doesn't feel any discomfort. That's solid news moving forward. I mean, this Yankee team is just going to continue to power up. Let's not forget, most of these guys that are that 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 are there now, they're gonna have to go back down to the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And if they keep showcasing themselves, that's exactly where I was going with that. There's a certain gentleman in San Francisco by the name of uh, what's his uh, uh, what's Jeff Samarja. Is it is that the guy Johnny Cueto? Johnny. Cueto. Oh, that might be no. That might no, that's not him. <laughs> I think he, Madison Bumgarner. I, think, I was about to say he's tall, he's lanky, he's you know. He's got a good head of hair. Got a good, very nice head. Very good very head, nice of head of hair. But Madison Bumgarner, yes, he's not the same Mad Bum from five, six, seven years ago mm-hmm. when the when the Giants were winning those three out of five uh, three uh, World Series in five years. But you know what? The Yankees could definitely use him, right? Jay Hab's not pitching well, but the Yankees continue to win games. Right? Yeah. Chad Green has been an abomination this year. The bullpen still continues continues to thrive. Adam Arvino's pitched well this season. Zach Britton's pitched well. Aroldis Chapman has pitched well. And that's without one of their best relievers in the bullpen, in Dallin Batanzas. What the Yankees have done this year has just been absolutely incredible. I know they're supposed to beat the likes of the Orioles. But man, you're down six to one. You end up winning the game ten to seven. Yeah. You come back the next day and you completely out hit them, out homer them. The Orioles have given up a hundred home runs in forty eight games for crying out loud. Probably the major bulk league of record. them to the Yankees because they major played. league record. The, the I think the Yankees have have uh, have hit three plus home runs in five straight games. The Yankees have scored ten plus runs in three straight games. I believe for the first time since uh, two thousand and six. I mean the. What they are doing right now is just absolutely incredible. They're clicking. They're, they really are. 
They re- this reminds me of the the first full year the Yankees had with all the young guys. With Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez. So 2017. The year they went to the ALCS against yeah. the, the Astros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This reminds me of that time. Yeah, I'm making the team like it's forever ago, but that's what it, it exactly reminds me of. These guys are having fun out there. They're that. enjoying the time that they're they're having out there together. Mm-hmm. They're 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 so close as a team that nothing bothers. Yeah, these guys are all injured, but hey, we're the ones that are here now. We're producing. Yeah, and we'll get the credit when Absolutely. these guys come back Absolutely. for also, keeping them afloat. It's again, it just shows how great of a farm. And again, it goes to your point about Brian Cashman, how great of a farm system they have. It's <clears throat> uh, a great farm system. Brian Cashman's done a fantastic yeah. job. And and the the thing with Brian Cashman here is right. He, he they they part ways with George Girardi, right? They bring in Aaron Boone. At that point, this is his team now. Mm-hmm. This is not from back when. When Joe Torre was around, or or, or or George Steinbrenner, you know, may he rest in peace, was still around. You know, this is his blueprint, his guys, his acquisitions, and now they are starting to really, really show up. Yeah, I mean, they did last year; they won 100 games. Let's not forget about that. Mm-hmm. But this year, it it just feels so much more different. There's a magic around this team because they're not chasing. A team currently. No. They're the leader of the pack. 30 and 17 on the season. 8 and 2 in their last 10 games. A three game winning streak. A plus 58 run differential. Plus 58. Take a wild guess at what the, the Orioles run differential is. Minus 213. Oh, that's not that bad. Oh. It's not that bad. Minus one. <laughs> is it triple digits? Yeah, it's triple digits. Minus 150? A little, uh, a little lesser than that. A little minus one forty-eight. Oh, way, way less. I, I shouldn't have said a little lesser. Uh, uh, way less than that, but still triple digits. Mm-hmm. It's minus one hundred five. Uh, yay, Baltimore! The Yankees are up there with some of the best teams in the league right now. I'm, I'm looking at the standings right now. Obviously, the Houston Astros lead everybody else. They're thirty-three wins, right? But they're thirty-three and sixteen, and they have ten, two, two ten-game winning streaks this season. Yeah, first time ever before the All Star break. And they haven't. Well, I mean, Altuve's been out, but for the most part, they've Springer, had, Correa. They've all been healthy. Bregman, yep. yeah. Minnesota, thirty-two and sixteen. Let's see if they can continue to play the way they played. And the Yankees own the Twins. And the exactly. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Then after that, it's the LA Dodgers, thirty-two and seventeen. You know. And they're the Dodgers. And they're yeah, and they're the Dodgers. It's the National League West. You know, everybody else is chasing them. Yeah. More often than not. But everybody, I mean, the Yankees for 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 the team that they have, thirty wins. Although wow, you're you're rooting for the Dodgers, though, they're playing the race. Yeah, oh for sure. Kershaw was fantastic last. Two night. games in a row uh, lost for the uh, for the race. Yeah, faced Kershaw last night. Hey, Dodgers, Dodgers, won- need, Dodgers need Kershaw to keep being Kershaw. Dodgers won fifteen straight starts made by Clayton Kershaw. That's incredible. That's winning for your ace. Yeah, that's winning for your ace. Winning when your ace is on the mound. Hope oh, the Mets can, th- hope the Mets can I, I, learn a thing or two when it comes to Degrom. How about I was, that? I was just going to throw got a three jab. Wins, How about, man. I was going to throw a jab, but then I thought I don't want to get Evans started today. I mean, DeGrom, <laughs> he already did. Yeah, he's in a bad one. I mean, Degrom's, Degrom's <laughs> last start wasn't the Mets. That was Degrom. But tonight, if Degrom goes seven, eight innings and the Mets score a bagel, 
Well, same thing. I know they got Scherzer. I, doubt, I know they got, I, I know I they got Scherzer. I know they got Scherzer tonight, so that might happen. I but doubt still. there would be a bagel on the on the scoreboard for K- the Mets. What kind of bagel? Egg, onion, everything. Bake, uh, bacon, egg, and cheese. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's gonna be an onion. Ba- it's gonna be an everything bagel because those are disgusting. <laughs> those are absolutely gross. What onion bagel? Everything bagels. Uh, well, uh, onion bagels, so they're disgusting. Bacon, egg, and cheese. Uh, bagel definitely. talk only here <laughs> on Chalk Talk. Just give me an egg bagel with cream cheese, and I'm I'm ready to go. I'm all right with egg bagels. I'm not. I really I love egg. Bagels. I'm a plain type of guy. Oh, they're good. I love playing with cream cheese and bacon. Godly, godly. What's up? Playing with ba- uh, with oh. ba- uh, cream cheese and bacon. Godly. Oh, that's godly. the good stuff. Absolutely godly. Cream cheese and locks. I'm not a locks guy, man. I am. I know Huge you are. Locks guy. Oh, I know you are. Crud. I'm no. Not a locks Crud. Guy. Now, now I got to go over to my. Now I got to go over to my. The Strathmore Bagels place before I go to work and get a big egg bagel with cream cheese <laughs> at four at four thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with a bagel with cream cheese at four in the afternoon. It really isn't. Um, or but, four in the morning. Or four in the morning. <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing. Now if a place actually is open at four o'clock in the morning, make get, get you bagels. Yeah. Besides Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> it's good. It's good for the soul. But. We'll end it on this note, right? As you can After- tell, as you can tell, we're located in Long Island, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Queens still has a better bagels. I, I I haven't tried Queens bagels. Queens still. Actually, you know what? I have. Bagels. I have had Queens bagels. So my cousin, my cousin lives in Queens. They are really good. Queens still has a, the, the, the boroughs still have the better the better better bagels, the best bagels. That's just let's just put it out there, right? Uh, just cool. like New York has the best pizza. Yeah, no one's gonna argue that. No one's. Well, Chicago people are. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I didn't have the deep dish. I went to Chicago two years ago. I didn't have the deep dish. Really? We got to have, have Mike uh, Guido's going, right? Yeah. We got to have Guido. Oh, uh, well. He's going, he's going to Milwaukee, Chicago, and Detroit. A one-way trip. <laughs> we got to have him try at least a deep dish. Yeah. So, so that way he gets us the information on whether it's oh, really yeah. good or not. Guido versus food. <laughs> <laughs> Guido, welcome. That should be on the food network. Guido, Mike Guido versus food. <laughs> and then we have him call in and, you know, you know, analyze. You know what, guys? <laughs> you know this, what, guys? This deep dish over here, guys. It's not good. It's not good, guys. New York style pizza is way better. Now you're doing his John Gruden impression. Way better. No one does a bear grin other than Frank Caliendo. No, Guido's actually spot on. You ever heard Guido's impersonation? I might have once. Oh my god, it's oh, it's, it's awesome. Okay. It's, it's, other, his, it's, it's his Steve, it's his Stephen A. Smith impression. My Stephen A. is just not even that good. My Stephen A. is just when he's angry. <laughs> um, but let's end it on this note before we go to break, right? Okay. The Yankees moving forward, moving on after this series, right, is when it really starts to get uh, uh, you know a little bit tough. Because coming up are the Padres. They're coming in, coming into town. The Red Sox are here for four Sox. at the end of the month, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then later on, they have that series in, in in London with the Red Sox. That two game series. And they go to L.A. at some point. They go to L.A. The in, in August. That's in August. Oh, the Dodgers series yeah, is in August. Yeah. I don't know. Why I thought it was sooner. No, no, no. It's definitely in August. I actually wanted to go, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> Never been to L.A. Oh, it's beautiful. Just look at who they have uh, coming up next, right? Uh, uh, after this four-game set with the Orioles, they have the Royals for three in Kansas City. They should beat up on the Royals. Absolutely. They oh, got yeah. the Padres for three at the stadium. The Red Sox for, for four at the stadium. Then they go to Toronto London, for three. London is in June, right? London is the final two, two days of June. But Toronto's they, they, they play Toronto good. twice in June. They play the Indians in Cleveland. Then they have the, the two games against the Mets. At Yankee Stadium. At Yankee Stadium. No, it's a city field. 
No, Yankee Stadium. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yankee Stadium. My bad. Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Four for the White Sox. That's in the middle of June. Mm-hmm. And then Tampa, they play Houston. Tampa three, and Houston, Houston, th- uh, Houston four, mm-hmm. Toronto for three, and then Boston for two again. They get two days off before they go to – oh, that's that's the London trip. Yeah, that's the London trip. Before they go trip. to Boston. Okay. So and then the, the, June is going to be a very tough part of their schedule. And then before July the, – Before the All-Star break, they get the Mets at City Field for two, and, and then Tampa, Tampa for, for four. four. Yeah. In Tampa. But after that – I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but let's just look at it real mm-hmm. quick. Play Toronto, Tampa Bay, Colorado, Minnesota, Boston, Arizona again. Mm. June and July is going to be extremely tough for the Yankees. That's why it's called the dog day. Absolutely. Mm. And, and you also- know what? That's what's going to make or break this American League. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because they have if, to beat the teams they're supposed to beat. The and, and they and the play, obviously, they play a lot within their division. They play the Rays a lot. They play the the, the, the Blue Jays, I believe, nine times in the, in the next two months. They play the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a very tough schedule. Yeah. So the, that's – and hopefully by then you get most of your guys back at this point. You got Aaron Hicks back already. Hopefully you get Aaron Judge back at some point. You're going to get Dylan Batanzas back at some point. Giancarlo Stan's going to come back. I mean, boy, oh, boy, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun – Dog, dog, dog days. days of summer mm-hmm. for the New York Yankees moving forward. Yep. Uh, but with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to break. When we come back to start of the 3 o'clock hour, we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs. We had game four yesterday. We had a sweep in the NBA playoffs as well. We already have one finalist, and we already knew that was going to happen. <laughs> and then we also have the Stanley Cup final matchup set between the Boston Bruins and the St. Louis Blues beginning on Monday, Memorial Day. So we'll talk about that as well here on Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We'll be back. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're listening to, to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And we're back here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this indeed is Chalk Talk. I'm Renee Canales in the studio, joined by Evan Maza. Hello. And our producer, Big Mike Rifkin. Yeah. Behind the boards over there. Uh, Did you see fr- what they're talking about Kevin Durant on the Michael K show? They're talking about uh, where will Kevin Durant sign. Yeah, because Stephen A. Smith had a whole thing on his show today about uh, uh, Kevin Durant's manager. Yeah, Kevin Durant's manager said he doesn't know where he's going yet. He's well, not set on that. Well, he's and, not say and then right Stephen now. A. said he pretty much agrees with that because the, uh, Kevin Durant's somebody who is very easily um, – Swayed. Swayed and open to changing his mind, so he doesn't know what's going to happen, but the Clippers are in it, the Nets are in it. Um, we, won't know, we, won't in know it. we won't know until June till 30th, free agency. 6 p.m., where he will possibly land, and then once that's done, then I saw, we can talk about it. No, I, saw, saw, I, am not exactly. going, I am not going to go anywhere with no. that because as a Nick fan, obviously I want Kevin Durant to be here as badly as ever. I will yeah. do anything for him to come well, like here. You, like you said, sign, sign, sealed, paper, yeah. paper sign. That's when you when, when I, think I see When I see him sign that paper. I think he's coming to New York. And when I see him either at Madison Square Garden or at the training facility in, uh, in, uh, an hour away from, the, from Manhattan holding up the Knicks jersey, that's when I'll believe it. No, I was gonna bring then, up. No. I was gonna bring up this. Chris Broussard went on Undisputed today. Oh, he's been going at it. <laughs> and he Kevin said, Durant. he said, Katie and I have a love hit relationship. We've texted for two, three hours straight about life, basketball, media, faith. Katie has gone at me much harder privately. We make a living. We make a living critiquing athletes. It would be hypocritical of us not to be able to take take it this way. So Undisputed, Undisputed, put it on their Twitter account. Katie responded, "Cap, cap, 
You don't cap, cap, cap. You don't have my number, man. <laughs> oh, you don't man. have Chris my number, Rashad man. Is terrible. You don't have Kevin Durant. You don't have my number. And of course, people, you know the 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 uh, thing where the super hot fire. You know, psych, oh, that's yeah. a lot of, so psych, many people. That's so the wrong number. So many, pe- so many yeah. people have yeah. responded with that with that video. Psych, that's the wrong number. Speaking of Kevin, or Durant, I'm going to end right? this man's whole career. Speaking of Kevin Durant, let's talk about the Golden State Warriors real quick because they absolutely waxed the floor with the uh, Portland Trailblazers. You mean they Speaking blazed of the Thanos. trail? They did blaze the trail. That's pretty good. Good job. Oh, well, that's a good. One. Um, but. It's it's crazy. I read a stat that the Warriors actually trailed more in this series than they actually led. Yeah, in terms of minutes, mm-hmm. they only led for like eighty minutes in the series. Yeah, that's the, insane. The, the Trailblazers led insane. From, the Trailblazers led for a lot of game for a lot of game four. And the Trailblazers led every single game. Yeah, every besides game one, but every single game, game two, game three, game four, they led by double digits at some point. In the th- and the third quarter, and the third was quarter the was the one that really killed them, but. The Golden State Warriors, for the fifth time, for the fifth, for the year fifth consecutive year, are in the NBA Finals, which is something that hasn't been done since the Boston Celtics, I believe, in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, they are there to represent the Western Conference, and at the end of the day, we sort of knew that they were going to be the team that was going to get there. Uh, if it wasn't the Houston Rockets, it was probably going to be the Golden State Warriors, and you can't knock the Portland Trailblazers because they had an amazing year. Oh yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought after the the Yusuf Nurkic uh, injury against the Brooklyn Nets that the Trailblazers were going to go on the run that they did? Well, we sat here before the first round, yeah. and you and Jimmy both said OKC oh, was going to beat them. Ah, uh, we did. You said the Blazers were. going to I said the Blazers. Yes. And the Nuggets Blazers series. I think I said the Blazers were going to win that one. Yeah, I think but so. uh, but anyways, listen. You, you can't knock them. Damian Lillard had had an out, outrageous year. CJ CJ McCollum had an uh, outrageous year. And it's Cantor who joined them uh, midway through the season w- from the Knicks. He filled in for Yusuf Nurkic admirably. Um, you know, Terry Stotts. Terry Stotts, who just got a contract extension, well deserved. Well deserved for him. I mean, just a team from top to bottom. Collins, uh, Jake Layman, Glayman. I mean, um, why well, I just blanked on Rodney Hood. I Evan mean, Turner. Evan Turner. These guys just in general had a stupendous year. Congratulations to them. They did get swept. That's the t- that's a tough pill to swallow, but, but they-, they can improve on that, and they they can be a thorn in a lot of people's sides going forward. Especially, you're able to keep most of your team intact together. We'll see how Nurkic comes back if he comes back next get, year. They, it's going to be tough. They need to get one more, two more pieces to the puzzle. Oh, you got one more Pretty piece much. in your set because you have uh, you have the the two headed monster and CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard. You add a, a another superstar to that. Oh, geez, you you can forget about that. That team is going to be outstanding. Yeah, definitely up there in in the Western Conference. And they can give Damian Lillard, I believe, a supermax this offseason. I think off they season. can next season. I believe it is. Okay, but um. Yeah, you can't knock them, but the Golden State Warriors, congratulations once again. Fifth year in a row. Um, can they actually do it? Can they get the three-peat? Can yes. they get the three-peat? That, you know, that's the question moving forward. They should, be go- they should be going for a five-peat. <laughs> they were this I mean, close. You're, you're able they to were this close. You know, if they keep Klay Thompson, they would, you know, if KD leaves or if they keep KD and Klay well, Thompson leaves. I if think, KD you know, leaves, Klay Thompson's getting that match. No, that's what I'm that, saying. Yeah. If, you, if, if you keep Klay Thompson and KD leaves – you can do it. If you lose Clay Thompson, but you keep KD, you can do it. You know, so yeah. 
I mean, regardless of the fact, they're going to be able to do it. But I mean, keep Clay, what this keep team Clay, has done is is keep unreal. Clay. Keep Clay. Like no. you can let Katie walk, but keep Clay. Just keep keep, yeah, keep the Splash Brothers. Whoever keep they cl- keep, they're going to be fine. I mean, if, I mean, hey, if you, I mean, obviously, put put a contract. Say, listen, Kevin, stay here with us. I mean, come on. Listen, you, hey, two it, tight end finals. It's not only and listen, they did it without Kevin Durant. And this is good because and Boogie Cousins and Boogie Cousins and this is good because it gives him time to heal up, right? Yeah. yeah. Who knows if will will we've been we've yet to see if Kevin Durant's going to be able to play in the, in, in game one, but this week off, yeah, it's, it's going it's to huge. help him. It's huge, especially with excuse me, while I was rude. <laughs> especially with the Eastern Conference Finals going six games at this point now. Mm-hmm. You know. That, that that's extremely huge. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah, the NBA Finals has a set date to start. I understand that, but um, it, it, it's extremely huge with that with that going seven. Yeah, it really is. But they've done it without KD. They've done it without Boogie. Draymond Green has stepped up admirably. The bench has been outstanding. The new Draymond Green. The new Draymond. The new yes, Draymond yes, Green. Yes, the new Draymond Green. That's the new that's very Draymond true. Green. But the bench has been doing Daniel well Brown. as well. Kevon Looney, McKinney, Jordan, Jordan Bell. Bell. Sean Livingston. Sean Livingston, yes, yeah. absolutely. You know, those guys are stepping up huge. And we sat here uh, talking when uh, they were in the second round against the Houston Rockets, how Klay Thompson needs to step it up, and look at how he stepped it up. Steph Curry had some tough games. Look how he's rebounded since Kevin Durant's been out. He's been the star on the team. Draymond Green, obviously. Andre Iguodala has been outstanding. Mm-hmm. He had he got nicked up a little bit in this Western Conference Final, but moving forward, that's going to give him some time to actually heal yep. up as well. I mean, wow, four-game sweep. You have a whole week off at this point. Incredible. You get these guys to get healthy again. You come in full blaze, full steam ahead. Oh, man, who's stopping this team? Really, who is stopping them? I don't think anybody's stopping them. I don't think anyone's stopping them. Especially either. with the way the Bucks have been playing the last two games. I don't think anybody's stopping them. Yeah, I don't either. They, they would run circles around the Toronto Raptors. Circles, absolute circles, because you don't know what you're going to get it from from a Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, Marcus Sewell, yeah, Danny Green. You don't know what you're getting out of them. Yeah, what Serge Ibaka going to give you? And you, but Con- you know, on the other side, what you're going to get from everyone. Exactly. Yeah, you know, you're, you know what you're going to get from Steph, Clay, KD, Andre, yeah. Draymond. If someone's on, they're going to force feed Absolutely. that guy. Absolutely. And it's going to keep I mean, going. You see right there, though. That's five, what, five guys? That's, that's five, starting, six guys. That, that's their, far, that's their starting five. five. That's all five, six of them that I'm can not go even, out there. I'm not even naming the bench. Kevon Looney, McKinney, Jordan Bell, Sean Livingston. Uh, Jarebko. Jarebko. That's their bench. You add Boogie in there. Bench. Oh, holy crap. You know? Who's on the Who's on the Raptors bench? Besides, uh, Serge Ibaka? Jeremy Lin isn't going to play any time. Uh, um, no more Lin scene in the membering? Nah. That ended in New York. It that's did. a new one, Linsanity. That's a new one. I thought you. I really thought you were going to say Linsanity. No, no, I don't like taking other people's words. Powell, Fred Van Vliet, Jeremy Lin actually got two minutes yesterday, huh? <laughs> uh, Jody Meeks. And think about how big Powell's had to step up the last two games. You can't yeah. expect that guy to do it every night. Exactly. So that, nobody's going to be able to stop this Warriors team. It looks like the Warriors are going to win three in a row, four and five years. Again, five, that, again, that, again that's, what, that's what it's looking and, like. And they're one win away from being from making this five in a row. That's just that's yeah. crazy. Like, they're, they Lebr- should, they're a LeBron James block away from. Well, there are, I mean, there were a lot of things in that series that just that went that went you know down the drains. No, for sure. Cleveland, but oh, for sure. Just, the Draymond Green amazing. suspension. Yeah. You know that that definitely definitely 
turn the tide in that one. They but really should be five coming up, going going for five in a row, yeah, which incredible. is unprecedented. It, it really is incredible. We we have obviously in our generation I haven't seen that. We've seen three peats, but we haven't seen anything like this. Mm. You know, so once again, congratulations to the Golden State Warriors. They swept by the Trailblazers. Uh, that final score in Game Four was one nineteen, one seventeen in overtime. And, and it's funny they keep the Warriors keep saying, and I, and I believe them one hundred percent when they say it. Like you know, we're tired, we're exhausted. And I, yeah, I get it, bro. They're playing, they're playing a hundred plus games, yeah. every single year, uh, yeah. And Especially I, in the last five I, years, I mean, I, it's incredible. Oh, I, it's incredible, and I get it. Like they got to be exhausted, they have to be exhausted, but it doesn't their stop last, them. It their, doesn't stop them. Their last early exit was, I believe, against the Clippers. Well, I was at the Mark. That was the Mark Jackson year, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and he got, and then that's when and they let go by Steve Kerr, right? So. Mar- yeah, against the Clippers, mm-hmm. Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, Chris Paul, Chris Paul, Chris Paul, and right. JJ Redick, and them boys. That team never won. Yeah, it was sad. Talented, but just talented, talented, talented just never just won. Win. Blake Griffin dunking was a lot of fun. That yeah, was Tim and Fave Mozgov every now, and then. <laughs> <laughs> every now and then. But let's move on to. The series that's actually ongoing now, right? We talked enough about the Warriors. We gave them their little bit of credit. Their little bit. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen, we've talked about this for five straight years, for crying out loud. <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks and the Toronto Raptors is a really good series. This is fun. It, it, it's fun. It started off 2-0 in favor of the Milwaukee Bucks, and you thought, holy smokes, Toronto's going to get run out of the building. No! You're wrong! Game three comes along the Toronto Raptors. Albeit in overtime. Great game. They win that one. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Bad game by Giannis. But other people stepped up. It's funny. He had, 20, he had 23 rebounds. Yeah, like he had 23 like, rebounds, but he had 13 points. 13 points. Uh, you know, if, he had, if he had more points, they would have won the game, yeah. obviously. Right? And he got fouled out, of course. Things happen. You look at game four, you think at all, especially Mike Guido, the host of the Haystack, here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Oh, no, this, this series is going five. There's no way the Raptors have a chance. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard and Drake have something to say about that one. The Toronto Raptors routed the Milwaukee Bucks last night. 120 or 102. In a game with Kawhi. 18-point victory, but it it wasn't even that close. close. Kawhi Leonard in this one, once again, you know, he's, he's Kawhi Leonard. What what can you really say? Nineteen points, yeah, but he's he's Kawhi. Mm-hmm. But Kyle Lowry stepped up twenty five points in that mm-hmm. one. Marcus also seventeen. Marcus all seventeen. That's something that we talked about and seven at, assists not, at mm-hmm. nauseum on this show. Yes, Marcus all needs to step it he up. He needs mm-hmm. to make his mark on yes. this series. And you know what? He did last night. He definitely did seventeen points, like you said. Although five rebounds, but seven assists, man. Those seven assists were huge. Yeah. Pascal Siakam only had seven points. He had six of six, four rebounds. When you're not scoring, do the little things. And then you had what what we can say was the the strong point of this game for the Raptors, which was their bench. Mm-hmm. Norman Powell, 18 points off the bench in 32 minutes. Credit Nick Nurse for going to his bench and sticking with those dudes, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Five rebounds, three assists. Serge Ibaka, 17 points, 13 rebounds. 13 rebounds for Serge Ibaka last night in 24 minutes, 7 to 12 from the field. Like I said, got to credit Nick Nurse for going to the bench and sticking with the guys that were hot. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Danny Green, four points. I'm disgusted with this guy, dude. I'm disgusted with him, man. If you're in the starting five, you're only getting four points in a game. I haven't seen Danny Green scoring, a double, scoring double digits in who knows how long. Since he left San Antonio. I understand that you're not the focal point there. But, brother, man, he only had, he only had five shot attempts. Are you serious? I understand Kawhi is getting a, a, a majority of the touches. But you're telling me you can't get open? You played with Kawhi in San Antonio. Mm. Right. You, were, you guys were teammates. You're telling me you can't get the ball in your hands? You're telling me you can't knock down a, a, a shot that actually has some, some meaning behind it, some, an important shot? You're telling me you can't knock it down? You only get five shot attempts? It's a lack of confidence. I, I, I get it. I get it. But you're a shooter. Shoot or shoot. Yeah. I mean, we, we criticize Kyrie for saying that. But in this in the, in this case, the dude's not getting enough shots. And Danny Green Danny Green's not a point guard. That's the difference. I get that. No, no, in, in the Kyrie oh, yes, comparison. Yes. So, but you're right. He has to shoot. Danny the Green's ball a shoot a shooting guard. And guess what? If Toronto gets by Milwaukee, they're gonna need him against Golden State. Somebody's gonna need to get open. Someone's going to need to make the threes because you know Golden State's going to do it. And he was 0 of 2 from 3. 0 of 2. Can't happen. No, it, it, it can't. It can't. That, that's sad. That, that really is sad. Danny Green needs to step it up. I'm sorry. I know he's not getting. He only. And Danny Green He played 25 minutes. You're telling me he can't get more than five shots in 25 minutes? Get the hell out of here. And Danny Green knows, knows what's going on here. He's, he's been, he, like you said, been, been with Kawhi, been with San Antonio. Coach with Craig Popovich, he's been there before. He knows what's going on. You know, this whole this whole playoff experience is nothing new to him. So, Fred Van Vliet, thirteen. I think he had what thirteen points. Thirteen points, oh, five or six on five the field. Six. Played mm-hmm. same amount of minutes off the bench. Right. Wichita State legend. Yeah, absolutely. What a shocker! <laughs> I like it. Can't say more after that. Was big was a big Fred Van Fleet fan. So was that. Yeah. I was a big Ron Baker fan, fan too. I like both of them. Jimmy hates Ron Baker. Hates him. Mm-hmm. Burning passion. Never knew never understood why. It's because he's a Brooke Lopez fan. True. Now let's look at the uh the Milwaukee <laughs> Bucks uh side of this. They were up two oh in this series. Now it's two two mm-hmm. going into game five. Giannis had a bad had not a bad game three. He had an off game three. Mm-hmm. But 25 points yesterday, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 9 to 17 from the field. Chris Middleton, 30 points last night, 11 to 15 from the field, 30 points, 6, uh, six rebounds, 7 assists. The thing here is, defensively, they need to step it up. Mm-hmm. It, it's been a bad two defensive games for the Milwaukee Bucks. Do you think maybe it's that inexperience starting to finally catch up to them? I think so. It might be. I think so. But there's also inexperience on the side of the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, but Toronto has been. Although they have Kawhi, who is a champion. I get that. But they have inexperience when it comes to playoffs. Well, well, they they brought in Kawhi because they were having failures in the post. They have postseason experience. No, no, I get that. They brought in Kawhi because they wanted to get Get over that hump. Get over, yeah. Absolutely. I I understand that. Both teams on, 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 on both spectrums here have some sort of playoff inexperience. The Raptors have been, you know, have been in the playoffs. You know what? Three uh, three years in a row, four years in a row, whatever it is, um, and th- 
this is the furthest they've gotten in the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Right? They did it against the Celtics. They did it this year against the, against the Bucks. Haven't been able, able to get over that hump. That's why you bring in a Kawhi Leonard, like you said. Yeah. The Milwaukee Bucks don't have that Kawhi Leonard type of a player. Right. To, to, to sort of bring you that NBA Finals that experience. experience. Troy Chill's not that player. No. Troy Chill, as much as he was on that Cleveland Cavaliers team. He's a leader. He's just he's not, not that kind of player. that guy that's going to rally your team to right. get it going, you know? And that definitely showed yesterday. After the game, you know, they're in the locker room, you know, head looking towards the ceiling, heads in their, you know, heads in their arms and their knees or whatever. They were deflated. It's a deflating loss. But now you go home and you try to right the ship. Absolutely. And listen, everybody gets a little bit of the blame. It's not just one person. Giannis gets some blame. Miritich gets some. Look, Miritich, one rebound, only 11 points. He gets some of the blame. Chris Middleton. Uh, he had a, he had himself a good game. You can't really blame yeah. him for it. Brooke Lopez. Yeah, we knew he wasn't going to get 29 points, but only eight points, two rebounds, three assists. You need more from Brooke Lopez. Especially in the rebounding department. Especially there. Eric Bledsoe, five points. You need more from your point guard. And that's kind of been the tale of the first four games is who's going to have the better big three numbers? Uh, is it going to be Giannis and two other guys, or is it going to be Kawhi and two other and guys? For the first two games, it was Giannis and his people, and the and last in, two. In the last two games has been Kawhi and his boys, and both teams defended home court. Yeah, and now you go back to Milwaukee. Listen, Milwaukee has home court throughout this entire playoffs. Mm-hmm. They had the best record at the end of the season. So if it goes down that route, Milwaukee is going to get to the finals because they're going to win their home games, but. They need to go in there game five and hold it down in their home fort in Milwaukee. This is only the second time all year Milwaukee's lost back-to-back yeah. games. They're 22-1 or 22-2 at this That's point crazy. after a loss. That's crazy. Yeah, the first one was at Utah and at Phoenix. Crazy. And they've, you- they've dominated, and they've dominated us most of the year. Dominated. And now and that's 22-2 they- and two after a loss. Yeah. 22-2. Holy crap. Yeah. Milwaukee's got a test. You know, Milwaukee really, for the first time all year, has got a test. Has got a test now in the Eastern yeah. Conference. Hey, listen. And, to- and hey, Toronto. I said Toronto was going to give them a series. Yeah. Mike Guido laughed in my face about that. Literally laughed. You were here. I was here. I gave Toronto a shot. Once they won game three, you know, I, I said. I knew it wasn't, they, they I knew it wasn't gonna be that game easy. Game I knew it wasn't gonna be that easy. I thought I, I expected Giannis to have a big game, but I also said, you know, they could they could, if they if they can last through that, they can take game four. They can hit the game five tight, and we got a series. Before we go to break, what is huge for this Toronto Raptors team is not the fact that Kawhi Leonard is playing Kawhi Leonard type basketball. It's the fact that Kyle Lowry has shown up. Mm. Yep. That there yeah. is the most important piece of this puzzle. Right. And if he continues, can, if he can play with the confidence he gained from last night, the Bucks are in big trouble. And and Eric uh, and then Kyle Lowry is the most important part, right? Outside of Kawhi. Yes. But the fact that you're getting Marcus Soul's numbers up, right? Mm-hmm. Pascal Siakam, you know, still gives you something. But the bench is also playing well? Dude, Dude. you're in trouble. Yeah, You're in trouble. It Dude. can't only be Giannis. It can't only be Giannis for this Bucks team. It can't only be Giannis and Chris Middleton. Everybody has to show up. Mm-hmm. Brooke Lopez, 
not 29 points, but he needs to have a more productive game. Nikola Meritich needs to have a more productive game. Eric Bledsoe, sure, damn sure can't have five points in a game. Just two assists. No way in hell. No, that's no way. unacceptable. In 20 minutes, unacceptable. Unacceptable. And then you look at the bench, not, nothing. I'm looking at the stats right now. Your highest scorer was Ersan Ilyasova. Seven points off the bench. George Hill had George Hill played 27 minutes, only five points. Brogdon, 28 minutes, four points. Can't have that production off the bench. You need to step that up. But series is tied 2-2 now. Handing back to Milwaukee. Tomorrow night. Who gets it? Game five. I like the Raptors. Really? I, I I like Kyle the way Kyle Lowry's playing, man. I think Kyle Lowry plays with that confidence and swagger tomorrow. Wow. Well, the Bucks have okay. So the Bucks have never the Bucks have only lost back to back games twice, which means they've never lost back to back to back. It's not happening. They're going back. They're going back home to Game Five. I think Milwaukee takes a Game Five back home. I think they come back to Toronto. Let's go seven. Yeah, this I think Tor- Toronto takes Game Six, and then Game Seven. I think is a coin toss. This game, this goes seven. But I, I got the Milwaukee Bucks tomorrow. Me I got too. the Milwaukee Bucks tomorrow. Me too. I, I think, I think being back home in front of that crowd, the way how how raucous it was, I think makes all the difference for those yeah. for this Milwaukee Bucks team. I mean, first time for everything, but the Bucks have not lost three straight no. all year long. No, first time for everything. I know, but. I'll, I'll, Whatever it I'll is, man, we're gonna get a really good finals matchup. I just think the Warriors are gonna outmatch everybody. That's the thing. Like, can we just stop talking about the Warriors? Just like for, for this remaining of the series, let's stop matching the Warriors. That's, that's all I see. No, we can't. I know we can't. But like, let's just <laughs> let's just enjoy this Eastern Conference Finals for what it is. Yeah, but and then we'll get to the finals. You know, we get to the no, finals, but the, I know the I would Warriors love to are enjoy the, the. I would love to enjoy the Eastern. I know Conference the Warriors. Finals, but the, the thing sh- is, the Warriors are the shadow lurking around. I know. Yeah, that, exactly. That's the thing. <laughs> I know, but there's always a shadow. The shadow's always gonna be lurking. This time it's the freaking Golden State Warriors for the fifth straight freaking year. Let's just enjoy this great series. Yeah, we can try, and but treat- the Warriors are going to be there, baby. <laughs> the, war- the Warriors are going to be there. With De- that being said, ladies Destiny's and gentlemen. Still, Destiny still arrives. Yeah, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to touch on the NHL playoffs. We actually have a Stanley Cup final matchup. Boston Bruins against the St. Louis Blues. Yes. Oh, another Boston team is going for a championship. Yes, Whoa. the St. Louis Blues after 49 years. Go, go the Blues. Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> go Blues. Get your first championship. If you can answer me this question before we go to break, I'll give you I'll give you a hug. <laughs> I ain't got no money. Who was the last opponent the St. Louis Blues facing the Stanley Cup oh, Finals? Oh, gosh. I don't even know. See, I wouldn't even know that. 49 years? Yeah. Well... It's only one of the most famous. Nah, I know. I'm thinking. Was it Boston? Yeah. yeah. It is Boston. <laughs> yeah. All right, give me a hug. There you go. All right. <laughs> hug. We're going to break. We'll be back here on the World Wide Sports give the Radio Don, Give the Don a hug. <laughs> it, it, it's the World Wide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. You're, you're listening to Chalk Talk on the World Wide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back. To the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, this indeed is Chalk Talk. Final segment here, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to talk some puck. Oh, yeah. Puck. <sighs> it's all coming to an end, Big Mike. I'm so sad. Only for a little bit because then you get the draft. And we then, do get the draft. And, and, then, and, then, then, and free then free agency. <laughs> and then it's kind of two months yeah. off and then preseason. But ladies and gentlemen, we have our Stanley Cup final matchup set in stone, ready to begin on Monday Memorial Day. 
And for the first time in 49 years, the St. Louis Blues will, re- will be in the Stanley Cup final. They will be representing the Western Conference and in the Eastern Conference of Boston. Good for St. Good for St. Louis to, you know, to get another team to, to, for, to get it to a championship team after losing the Rams. You know? yeah, we'll screw the Rams. They're not there anymore. It's all Dude, about the it's Blues. It's now the Los Angeles Rams of St. Louis. Of St. Louis. <laughs> Los Angeles just ran formerly of St. Louis. Uh, and 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 they and they face off against you know the Boston Bruins, whatever. <laughs> Another Boston team uh, in the chair in a no, championship. No, no, hey, listen, Rinse they, and repeat. Listen, they 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 deserve to be. They they, they, they obviously do. were the best they do. team in the playoffs at this point. Yeah, and, yeah sure. Yeah. And I mean, Tuka Rask was just playing out of his mind. That first line was playing well defensively. They were also playing well. I mean, up and down the line, they were just good. I mean, it's going to be a very very good matchup in my mind. Vegas has the Bruins as minus one seventy favorites. Yeah, to win figured that plus one fifty for the. For plus one fifty for the uh, yeah, Bruins. I figured the Bruins were going to be favored in this one. I figured that, but man, that plus one fifty. Listen, don't count. I, I know we had Jeff call earlier, and he said that he was rooting for the Blues to win. That outside of Bennington, not much. But listen, Ryan O'Reilly's hot right now. Uh, Shen got a goal yesterday. Bennington obviously is the hottest player on that team right now, being in goal. Uh, Patrick Maroon playing in, 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 in front of his hometown crowd. You don't think he's going to come out with some sort of energy. I mean, Alex Petrangelo, uh, you know, Tarasenko. I mean, it's oh, just. No, no, no. Say it right. It's the Tarasenko show. Tarasenko show. Sorry. Excuse me. I apologize for that. It's all right. Vladimir Tarasenko show. Goals in back-to-back games. Yes. I mean, listen, this team right now. I don't think that's a team you really want to mess with. You don't want to poke the bear. No. And I, I get it. The Blues, you don't really think of the Blues as being that bear, but and no pun intended, the Boston Bruins are sort of you know yeah, the yeah, bears, yeah. but whatever. This team is riding hot right now. All three games to clinch their, their series were at home. 3-0 and is Jordan Bennington in those games. He's been lights out, mm-hmm. especially down the stretch here. Big Mike, what are you looking toward, forward towards in this Stanley Cup final series? All right. What I, I look forward to is these are two teams who are actually kind of mirror images of one mm-hmm. another. Hot goaltender. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tuca, Tuca against Bennington. Two of, the, two of the hottest goaltenders in the league. Two teams who like to activate their defense offensively. When you talk about Petrangelo, Colton Pareko. Yeah. Vince Dunn, if he's healthy, on the Boston side, Tory Krug, Matt Grizzlick, who I don't think gets enough credit in, unless you're a Boston Bruins fan. It's done a fantastic job. And then they're deeper than everyone else said. Everyone else thinks they're one-line teams. They're not. David Krejci's had a really good playoff for the Bruins. Uh, you know, they rely on a leadership from a guy like David Backus. So they're deeper. From St. Louis, that fourth line with Sundquist and Steen, they were fantastic against the San Jose Sharks. So it's interesting to see. And and they bring you both a combination of teams who can skate really well, but they also have that element of physicality to where they can play that style too if you want. But the turnaround in St. Louis, man, this team was the last place team in January. The start of January. Yeah. They were they the were worst the... team in the National yep. Hockey League. Fired and, their head coach. And since then, it's just... Bring in Craig Berube. 
<laughs> Craig Berube, Jordan who, Bennington. Who was also fired in uh, Philadelphia. Philly. Fired in Philadelphia, given a shot in St. Louis. And look at the turnaround that this team has made in the Stanley Cup final for the first time since 1970. I mean, just an unbelievable turnaround. One of the best turnarounds we've seen in a very long time, especially in the sport of hockey. You go from last place in January. January. It's not like you were last place in November or just yeah. January. And things are going wrong. And people are talking about them selling off Their most players, of yeah. this team. And nope, they stayed the course. They got hot. And look at where they are now. Four wins away from hoisting. Their first Stanley Cup. Incredible. It really is incredible. Evan, I know you don't really watch much I'm a, of no, 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 hockey. I'm a, no, I'm, a, I'm a casual hockey That's what I'm saying. You're I, I a do enjoy fan, watching but, I enjoy watching the Stanley Cup playoffs. But um, it really is incredible. That's it, a great story. It's a great story. It too. really it's is. Especially story. for the town of St. Louis, for the city of St. Louis. Yeah. You know, you, you lose your, your beloved Rams. Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals are continuing to are going to continue to be the St. Louis Cardinals, but there's not much there after that. In terms of sports, yeah. In terms of sports, you yeah. know. For a, for a while, I mean, early, we were talking about J.D. before J.D., now the president of the Rangers Hockey Operations. But J.D. took over a St. Louis Blues team as president of Hockey Operations, a Blues team that was getting ready to sell the team. Yeah. They were getting ready to relocate. That's how bad this Blues organization was. Right. And he led the charge up until 2011-2012. Most of the, I believe it was seven other players that are on their current active roster going into the Stanley Cup final were drafted by the JD regime. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, down. these guys, you know, have been there for a long time. They are the core of this team, and it's nice to see them being rewarded for their really for their for their extraordinary play down the stretch mm-hmm. here. Resulting in a Stanley Cup final appearance. And that's a great fan base. And think about the amount of years that team was really good with David Backus. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and they would lose. But who would they lose to? Chicago, Chicago Blackhawks, Black who were winning Stanley Cups. Three Stanley Cups. So it, team, it, it was hard team. to watch. So now here's their opportunity to possibly win their first. Yeah. Sorry. No, go, 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 go. No, that, but, but they got to do it. They got to do it against a, another red hot team in Boston. A red hot goaltender, red hot everything. Yeah. Well, and, same same concept. Way yeah, both same concept. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it is incredible. It, it's amazing to see, and it's awesome to see the St. Louis Blues, uh, you know, a team that nobody really expected to be there, be there at the end. Yes. It, it really is incredible. We, we were thinking Vegas or Winnipeg. Yeah. Or Nashville, I had or even. Nashville, yeah. I had Vegas. Yeah, I had Vegas in there, mm-hmm. and and you're think and, and we think as, as fans of the sport, right? Fans of hockey, we're thinking, holy smokes, the San Jose Sharks are just that everything is going their way at this point. What's to stop them from going to the Stanley Cup final? The St. Louis Blues and their and their and their hot goaltending. Yeah, that's what stopped them. But congratulations to the St. Louis Blues, Craig Berube. As their interim head coach. He's not even the full-time. He's an inter- interim head well, coach. He'll be the full-time <laughs> now. Probably. More likely than not. Yeah. I uh, think he was also nominated for the Jack Adams. Yeah. I mean, just, look, just look at the year that he the, the year that he's had. Yeah, he deserves. As a head coach. He definitely deserves it. Uh, but let's look at the Boston Bruins side. Sure. They're the favorites in, in, the, in, this, in the Stanley Cup final. And rightfully so. Absolutely. Like you said, these teams mirror each other. Mm-hmm. Who blinks first? I like to go with experience, so I think Bennington will blink first. But I think this is going to be a fantastic series. 
I don't want to sound like the hater. I don't. I really don't. I'm getting ready for it. So it, <laughs> I, I know it's coming. No, I'm going to avoid it. I'm gonna avoid it. I'm just not gonna say anything. If you you don't say, he might say it on Twitter. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> NBC Sports is re-airing the game, and you they they just got to the end with, and you used to see them all celebrating. You you just see them all celebrating everything. Yeah, but it's they, a very nonchalant so... celebration. It's not like my favorite part is the is this the handshakes. Oh, the handshake mm. is the best part of the entire of any playoff series. Mm. The, the handshake, Pete DeBoer. Has also been in the finals uh, twice, twice with the Devils and, and the, Sharks. the Sharks. Yeah, uh, so he knows the heartbreak, the you know the the feeling it is to actually get there. Uh, Jumbo possibly in his last game of his career, which is really upsetting. Upsetting because it's... Jumbo also who who played with the Boston Bruins yeah. those many years ago. Um, but hey, listen, it's going to be a wonderful Stanley Cup final. It really is. It's going to be magical. It will be. It'll be fantastic. It really will be. Um, that starts on Monday. Yeah, guessing at eight o'clock start. Eight that o'clock will be Monday night. Monday night Memorial Day. Nobody cares about Raw this time. Nobody cares about Monday Night Raw. All the ratings are gonna go. Are gonna tank big time again. <laughs> on NBC. It's be so funny. On NBC. Doc Emmerich, huh? Doc Emmerich. Should back. be Doc Emmerich, and Eddie, Eddie Olchek, and Pierre. Back to Pierre. God. So it's so much fun listening to Doc and his Stanley Cup. Doc just won his sixth straight sports Emmy. Emmy, Yeah, last night, right? Yeah, I think it was. If not last night, uh, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Six straight Emmys. Monday night. (laughs) Six straight Emmys, well deserved. Oh, he's fantastic. But uh, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be fun. It really is going to be. Who are you guys picking? Do you want to do predictions now or wait? Yeah, we won't be here Monday. Probably should wait. Oh, okay. Uh. Big Mike, you go first. I got Bruins in six. <clears throat> See, like I said, I don't want to sound like the hater, man. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Because Boston is good, man. They're good. They're really good. Yeah. They really are. There's no there's no going around it. There will be multiple overtime games. Just gut oh, I feel hope so. like. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Even just for me because I get to watch it when I get home. <laughs> for more. My my. Gut is telling me to go with Boston in six. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go St. Louis in seven. Okay. St. Louis in seven games. My head says, my head says Boston. My heart says my, – my, my gut says the Blues. You're going to go Boston in six. I wanna go, I'm going to go Blues in six. Blues Ooh. in six. Wow. Okay. I'll, go, I'll go Blues. Listen, okay. I, I will say this. Although I am going St. Louis in seven. Since – one for the Celtics would be two for the two for the Bruins. That's thirteen. Sickest. That's thirteen champion. If my math is my math is correct, I'm that's, curse. Thir- that's thirteen championships for Boston sports since two thousand and one. I'm gonna curse. Don't curse. I'm, I'm going to. One, two, three, four. Sick of this shit. Celtics. Yeah, thirteen. I'm sick of this, man. I'm tired of Boston winning. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of this crap. Thirteen man. championships yeah. in the span of twenty years. No, but hey, years. They, listen. They've had the product on the field and they've won. If thirteen, if if Boston, if the Bruins get get a second, it's crazy. If the, the Bruins get a second one out of the, the four major decade. sports. Three of them would be Boston championships. Yeah. Patriots. And, yeah, Patriots, Red Sox, Red Sox Celtics, and, and, and Bruins. And Bruins. Celtics. So, and the funny thing is, I think when the season began, if you were to you tell would think, them, uh, you would think the Celtics. Yeah. I don't think many people predict. No one really predicted the Red Sox to win the World Series last year. Uh, I mean, I think people thought they'd be good, but I don't think they, no one thought they'd be World Series champions good. The Patriots, obviously, everyone said, okay, yeah, the Super Bowl champion, they're Super Bowl contenders every year, but I think there were a lot of teams that looked at that Patriots team this past season, like, yeah, they're not really their strongest, not really this, still won the Super Bowl. 
and even the Bruins going to the NHL season. I, I'm curious to see, what, what did you guys think of the Bruins going into this season? Because my, uh, my thought was, okay, they're good, but it doesn't seem like they could be Stanley Cup champions good. But as the season progressed, it looked like they definitely Definitely playoff contenders. Definitely a playoff well, team. Not Stanley Cup. I didn't think they were better than Tampa. Mm-hmm. In but Tampa the, definitely. Tampa or Washington. I, I thought those were the two best teams in the Tampa East. Tampa screwed the pooch on that one. Right. They, yeah. they, they really did. So Washington really, losing to Carolina in the first round really did not help either. The Celtics mm-hmm. were the, but the Celtics were that one team. They were the Boston team that was like, yeah, they're definitely going to meet the Warriors. They're going to face the Warriors. They're going to they're gonna be up there for the NBA championship. And they're the ones that disappointed. You know, what's, cra- you know what's crazy, too? We can't blame one team losing the Stanley Cup final for touching the trophy. Yeah, neither one did. Yeah, neither one hmm. did. So we can't blame it on that. <laughs> what's you guys' favorite? So as we head to the Stanley Cup finals, what's your what's you guys' favorite moment of the Stanley Cup playoffs so far? So far? Before we head to the finals. Uh, as as much as as much as I as much as I wanna I don't wanna say it. But the uh, the San Jose Sharks winning in seven games against the Vegas Knights, mm-hmm. and because of the just the comeback, just the comeback right. alone, that was awesome right. to me. What Be- about you? what about you? Best moment? Yeah, Carolina Hurricanes. Mm. Oh, that's awesome too. That's cool. J- just because no one saw it coming. All right, you you know. Yeah, right. it, it's got to be quick. You got to get your point in real quick, Jeff. Real quick. I know Jeff, I sound like Jeff a hater. Returned? I know I sound like a hater. I, 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 Jeff I didn't want back, to. No. Jeff coming back for a second run? Yeah. Uh, well, I just want to make one comment, right? Is the key to Boston sports having a 41-year-old on your team? Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was funny. Uh, Good correlation. Uh, I, I'll take that. That was funny. 41. I take that. Yeah? I take that. Good correlation. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, is the key having just an ageless wonder on your team? Because the Dano Chara works as hard as anyone on the planet, right? He does. And and truthfully, there has to be something to Alex Cora, Bill Belichick, you know, all the Brad Stevens, all the Boston coaches are very close and talk to each other. Do you think that they share like? Bill Belichick actually talks to somebody? (laughs) Oh, he definitely does. No, 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 he definitely does. But I don't want to say that they're sharing secrets, but do you think that they They, share strategies on how to keep teams focused? They meet meet in a dark castle in a a very secure location. No, they have their own... They have their own little Boston tea party. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I listen, you see all the Boston players show up at all the other teams' games, right? Like, clearly yeah. the Boston sports teams are very close, and there's a mojo there that New York just can't match. Unless it's in losing, because I think that the Mets manager... I don't know where New York came from. He has to bring New York. New York, together. New, York yeah. New York has nothing Whatever. to do with this, but he brings it New York. I mean, New York, I, mean I don't know. Sam Darnold and the Jet... I see the Jet Giant players always paired up with the Mets and Yankees. Bye, and Jeff. And Rangers and Knicks, I, don't know where the, I don't know where New York came from. All right. But okay, whatever. Have a good day, Jeff. Have to take it easy. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's what's up, Boston, over everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye, Jeff. We love you, too. Oh, loves a strong We word. love you, 3,000. He loves what? Loves a strong word. <laughs> uh, what are you guys looking forward to tonight in terms of sports? I guess it's the de- Grom and Scherzer. The Grom's got to go out there and pitch like Jacob Degrom. I can't. I mean, I, I know it was one game with the Marlins. I get it, but that was ridiculous. Seven runs. That can't happen again. He has to go out there and go seven strong innings, seven strong innings. Give me a great game because he's got to go match the match with Scherzer, and who knows what happens with the Mets and Scherzer. So, you know, I don't know. Beat him on opening day. 
We'll give it to take three or four, man. Just, yeah, win this game, get this series, and, and just try to you know go for the sweep tomorrow. And knowing my luck, I'm going to the game tomorrow. Knowing my luck, they'll lose like one nothing and get no hit uh, by Strasburg. So. Uh, oh, no, no. If they win tonight, this is the lineup that'll be put out there tomorrow. <laughs> It'll be Nemo and Wright. Calls, uh, Car- no, Gomez, Gomez and Wright. Nemo and center. Mc- McNeil and left. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Todd Frazier at third. Dom Smith is going to play first. Oh, I love Dom Smith. Oh, no, 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 I'm not arguing that part. And Nito behind the plate. So you're going to have to deal with all the backup. Oh, that's bad. You know what? You're 100% right, Mike. You should it right there, Big Mike. You're you're 1,000% right right there. What are you most looking forward to? Uh, I I got two teams in action today. I got the Yankees in action, obviously, against the Orioles. Red Bulls, too. Yeah, the Red Bulls play at 8 o'clock against the Vancouver White Cups at Red Bull Arena. Looking forward to them winning uh, uh, another game. Uh, on this recent run that they've been on, they've won four out of five games. Uh, see if they can make it five out of six. It's they're, they're playing three games in, in pretty much in one week's time. At this point, they're in the second game, so um, look definitely looking forward to that. But uh, a little bit of news right before we go. Uh, oh, oh, oh. not nah, nothing crazy, but oh. uh, FIFA scraps its plans for uh, converting the World Cup to, to forty-eight teams. Um, that was their intended plan going into the 2022 World Cup in Qatar. They'll stick to 32 teams now. Uh, so that mm-hmm. that's a little bit of international stuff there that mm-hmm. just came down. But um, that does it for us here today, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining us. It's been a wonderful show. Thanks to Evan Mazza for coming in uh, anytime, anytime. and uh, creating uh, whatever the hell that was in the first hour. Woo! Loser. Uh, <laughs> it's not loser. Hold on a second. It's not. I'll, I'll loser re- mentality. I'll recap it real quick. It's not loser mentality. I just want honesty. I it's just loser want mentality. the. Tr- I just want the truth. Loser. Mentality. I want the truth. I just want the truth. You about this can't loser handle the truth. Loser mentality. Uh, oh, but, I can handle the truth. No, I'm a Mets cannot. fan. I can handle it. But, uh, but yeah, that. No matter what, win or lose, I just want the truth about this ridiculous ownership. That's all I want. That's what happens. We spoke Mets, spoke Yankees, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. Thanks for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back. Same time tomorrow, 2 to 4 p.m. here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. For Evan Maz and our producer, Big Mike Rifkin, I'm Renee Canales. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys. Have a great rest of your day. See you guys later. Peace. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio.